Hello and welcome to another week and another episode of the Wilkes-Barre's Granted Penguins podcast. I'm here with Nick Hart and I'm Mike O'Brien. Halloween has come and gone, so happy belated Halloween to you, Nick. Happy belated Halloween to you. Have you, have you collected the candy? Have you racked up on the Reese's peanut butter cups and so forth? Of course, they're the best. Um, just moved into a new apartment. Uh, Do you get trick-or-treaters? Well, that's what we were worried about. We didn't know if we were going to get trick-or-treaters or not, so we bought the candy in case that happened, but then we also forgot to leave the porch light on. Oh, no. And we live, like, at the end of the street, too, so it would have been, like, a long shot for trick-or-treaters to show up anyway. I didn't see any on the street, but if there were any hanging around, they probably didn't think we were home, so now we just have all this leftover candy. So the treat is that you have lots of candy now. I suppose. You tricked the children, and now you have the treats. Unintentionally, but yeah, we, we pulled a pretty nasty trick. That's funny, because I was recently talking to a friend who had a porch light off, mm-hmm. has two dogs, and just too much to try and handle the dogs, barking at the trick-or-treaters yeah. coming and containing the dogs and keeping them under control. So uh, my friend just ultimately went, porch light out, Yeah. and s- sorry, children, yeah, uh, just not this year. For but everyone's sanity. For everyone's Sorry. sanity, but kind of the the unwritten rule: porch light off, no candy available. Yeah, and my friend still got numerous amounts of children knocking on the door. Now, here's my question: Was it kids flying solo or kids with parents? I don't know, because that's the thing. I think when you're a kid and you're just out trick or treating, if you don't have like the parent hanging over your shoulder. You're just going to every single door you can find. Right. Yeah. Whereas if the parents over your shoulder are like, oh, they're not home. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking about it if, when I was a kid. I'm sure I probably – I know for a fact, thinking about it, I knocked on some doors and then no one answered. And I was going, this dude didn't answer. I never even thought to check if, like, the porch light was on or the lights were off in the house. I just walked up to it. Well, apparently the kids – Which is very unsafe. They follow the rules in your neighborhood. Porch light is off. We will not knock on the door. Yeah. Like or I said, I didn't see any out in my neighborhood either, so they just very well may not have been did there. Your neighborhood, does your new neighborhood strike you as a trick-or-treating neighborhood? I don't know. I haven't we been there long enough to know, like, oh, there's you know, there's a family in that house, and uh, I don't know. I don't gotcha. Know. Well, 2018, maybe we'll fi- you'll find out for sure. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe we should talk about some Penguins things. Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm always up for that. Penguins news. Well, let's start off with the weekend because – Two nice wins against division opponents, mm-hmm. and now it's a five-game winning streak for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. That it is. First, they welcomed the Hershey Bears to Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza, and even though the Hershey Bears have been struggling out of the gate, you knew it was going to be a good game when those two teams got together, and it was great. It was exciting. Down to the wire, Tristan Jari played a huge role in helping the Penguins maybe even uh, steal two points from the Hershey Bears, at the very least not concede a loser point to them by the game going to OT. And then they beat the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in their first meeting of the season, their first road win of the season. And it sounds like, oh, you know, it took the Penguins until the last <laughs> week of October to get a road win. Except. But it, it was only their second road game of the year. Yeah, and they start to make up for some lost time on the road games coming November and into December. But, yeah, the, the 3-2 loss, which could have been maybe a point gain down in Lehigh Valley. They got some good goaltending there. Mm-hmm. At PPL Center. But, hey, Wilkes-Barre Scranton goes to Bridgeport. That's not an easy place to win, and that's not an easy team to play against. And to get the win, an emotional win, I think, Friday night against Hershey and then bust through the night, go to Bridgeport, get your Zs where you can, and then be ready to go 
on Saturday and get the 5-2 victory. We'll kudos to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and specifically Ryan Haggerty. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a coming out party after being scratched for the first seven games of the season. Well, he made his presence felt in his first game big time. I think he seriously brought some emotion to the team, too. You talked about how it would be easy for the Penguins to have a bit of a letdown traveling through the night, showing up in Bridgeport after having those emotionally and mentally exhausting rivalry games like the one they had against the Hershey Bears. But Ryan Haggerty playing for the first time this season, also just about a 20, 25-minute drive from where he grew up in Stanford, Connecticut. Friends, family, all in attendance. He wanted to put on a show. Um, and I think from the moment he stepped on the ice on his first shift, he was bringing that emotion, and the rest of the team fed off of it. He got a ton of scoring chances in the first period, finally cashed one in in the second, and got an empty netter for a two-goal game in his very first appearance for the Penguins this season. I also want to say thank you to you for taking over on the broadcast on Saturday. For those fans who were listening and wondering, and thank you for reaching out. I was back at home for a memorial service, but left the broadcast in the more than able hands and voice of Nick Hart. So, again, thanks for helping out, Nick. And now we turn to the news of the week mm -hmm. and another goaltending swap for the Pittsburgh Penguins with Casey Smith coming back down to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. Tristan Jari heading up. That seems that has been the plan from the get-go for Jim Rutherford. But first let's talk about the NHL debut mm -hmm. of Casey Smith. Great to see but tough to see at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. Uh, because the Penguins were playing back-to-back, -back, uh, I was monitoring, you know, the morning skate, which they ended up not having, then monitoring Twitter. You know, okay, is, is Casey getting the start? Is Casey DeSmith going to start? Comes out, Matt Murray's going to start. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going through the rest of my night. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Detroit Lions on Sunday Night Football, and then I go on Twitter. People are like, DeSmith is in. Oh, I just switch the channel and stuff like that. And, um Really exciting stuff to see Casey DeSmith get into his first NHL game in a relief appearance. Um, gives up a goal on the first shot he faced, but it's a bit of a dazzler by Blake Wheeler. He danced right around Chris Letang. That's not exactly an easy feat. Chris Letang is one of the better defensemen of his generation, and Blake Wheeler completes the hat trick by putting one past Casey DeSmith. After that goal, though, it seemed like he settled in nicely. Casey talking to him uh, upon his return to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Didn't seem like he was too phased, too rattled by giving up that goal. Yeah, obviously you would love to pitch a 50-save shutout in your first NHL game, but he was just like, hey, it was a blast to finally get the call-up, a blast to practice with those great players, and it was a blast to get my first NHL game. And good for him. Happy for him. Happy for him indeed. And now Tristan Jari heads up to join the team in Edmonton where he had a lot of success for the Oil Kings winning the WHL championship and helping the Oil Kings to the Memorial Cup that season as well. I don't think he's going to get the start in Edmonton, but it sounds like he might get one before the Pittsburgh Penguins finish up their Western Canadian trip. Yeah, and as we were talking about with Ryan Haggerty playing not too far from home, whenever you're on those West Western Canada road trips, uh, that's Tristan Jari's backyard. Now, not necessarily Alberta, Calgary, and Edmonton, but when you get to Vancouver – uh, that's right where Tristan Jari grew up for the most part. He grew up a Canucks fan, loving uh, Dan Cloutier, who was man in the pipes for the Canucks back then. Uh, the Penguins' back-to-back -back is with Edmonton and Calgary. Maybe they put Murray in both of those games, and then they give him the night off in Vancouver, or perhaps Jari gets in one of those two contests with Edmonton and Calgary. Either way, um, it is very feasible to see Tristan Jari not just come in in relief, but get a start given the compact nature of the schedule and just the miles traveled on that Western Canada road trip.
Well, we'll see if he makes it in the lineup or in between the pipes for the Pittsburgh Penguins at some point this week or weekend. But now let's go to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins because they have some players returning as well. And whether they make it in the lineup this weekend remains to be seen. But we've seen Jared Tenorti mm-hmm. on the ice for the first time this week, wearing the red jersey, so no contact, but at least skating with the team. Troy Joseph still wearing the red no-contact jersey, but shedding the Team Burgundy jersey for well, regular you know, line jerseys with Wilkes-Barre Scranton and a full participant in practice on Wednesday, defenseman Jeff Taylor and center Colin Smith. Yes, you are correct. There was a, a joke for a long time among those players, Taylor, Tenorti, Smith, and Josephs, whenever they were participating in practice and the lines would be going through. They would always go together and they were joking. They were the red line. Red line, red line's up, red line's up. Put red line in, coach. <laughs> uh, well, Colin Smith isn't on the red line anymore. Uh, he's wearing a regular jersey. Clark Donatelli, after practice, was questioned as to Smith's status, said he's making progress. He can't guarantee that he'll play this weekend. He can't even guarantee that he'll play next weekend. But he is moving forward enough for them to take that red no-contact sweater off of him and him to be a regular participant in Wilkes-Barre's Grant to Penguins practice. And that's... Exciting news! Exciting that's a, news. That's a big. It's a big addition. Uh, later this month, sometime later this month, knock on wood for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I mean, Smith was projected to be the first or second line center for the Penguins, so a top six pivot either way. And well, the Penguins' offense has been trucking along pretty nicely, but you can't have too many weapons, right? Oh, exactly. I think fans have gotten. Uh, or at that point in the season, now the fans have gotten used to the team, if that makes sense, in the lineup, and then suddenly. You just get Colin Smith injected into that forward core, a guy who's been a very consistent offensive producer in the American Hockey League over a point every other game in his AHL career, had one NHL game to his name back when he was with the Colorado Avalanche organization, Uh, went on a tear after being traded back to San Antonio after the deadline last season, started the year with Toronto, got traded to San Antonio. The team wasn't very good out there, but he really picked up his offense. Uh, scored a hat trick, his first career hat trick in his last game with San Antonio, and maybe he's looking to pick up right where he left off once he's wearing the black and gold for the first time in the regular season. I can only imagine what that's like. You go through training camp, you go through the preseason, you're dealing with injuries, you haven't gotten to get in any games, mm-hmm. you're just working out, rehabbing, and then finally you, you can taste it. It's right there. Finally, I'm going to play some hockey for real this season. So hopefully. All goes well for Colin Smith, and he'll be in the lineup sometime soon for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Speaking of Wilkes-Barre Scranton, two games this weekend. Hershey Bears and Lehigh Valley Phantoms in reverse order. Lehigh Valley on Friday, down at PPL Center, Sunday matinee, and a rare Saturday off for the Penguins, but then a Sunday matinee at Mohegan Sun Arena, Casey Plaza. Let's talk about the Phantoms first, not only because chronologically they're the first opponent this weekend, but also they're going through some injury and call-up issues themselves. Oh, yes, big time. Pretty much their entire defense, with the exception of T.J. Brennan. Who's up right now will be Robert Haig. I mean, he started the year up Well, there. Robert Haig and Travis Sandheim, Sandheim started, started the year in Philadelphia. Those right. were regular contributors to the Phantoms' defense last year. Samuel Moran is injured, okay? Mark Alt has been called up. Yeah, because Samuel Moran was supposed to be the next call-up until his yeah, – Yeah, until he got Yeah. Yeah. So then Mark Alt gets called up to the Philadelphia Flyers. We – here the other day that former Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin Will O'Neill gets his first ever NHL call-up. So he's not available to Lehigh Valley. That's that's a significant portion of your decor right well, there. Let's talk about the decor right now for Lehigh Valley because I'm looking on 
league stat right now. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven defensemen. Okay. That includes an injured Sam Moran. Okay. Yeah, so he's not playing. Don't expect to see him on Friday. Yeah. They say that it's a couple weeks. That's the, the scuttlebutt or mm-hmm. what the buzz on the internet. TJ Brandon, who has not played since the Penguins' last visit down the Lehigh Valley on October 14th, you have to assume that he is going to be ready for the weekend because that's six defensemen. You can't, you don't want to assume, but signs point to that. Yeah. Let's just, for the sake of this conversation, let's assume Brennan is back in the lineup. James DeHaas. Just called up from Reading. Just called up from Reading. That is the, that brings the total of, of healthy defensemen, quote unquote, healthy defensemen to six. Uh huh. And that was the only call up today. So is there another call up? Sometime for or signing for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, but either way, you're missing your three of your top six defensemen on the back line for Lehigh Valley. Yep, those guys, Alt, O'Neill, and Moran to injury. That's half of your regular defense. And based on the numbers, yes, it looks like Brennan is going to be back in, and that's a huge boost if they're going to continue to succeed in the absence of those other defensemen. He's going to need to return to Eddie Shore award-winning form. Yes. Well, so far, so good for Lehigh Valley. Obviously, it'll be a challenging time for them with the injuries. You're probably not going to get a lot of sympathy from Penguins fans because, well, everyone knows Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Pittsburgh has had its injuries and issues on the back line. Hunwick and Schultz out up top. Trotman and Corrado have been called up. Mm -hmm. Jarrett Schnorty. Has yet to play a game with the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins. As has Jeff Taylor. As has Jeff Taylor. So, again, we feel your pain, but you're not going to get any sympathy from us, Lehigh Valley. And that's okay. But Lehigh Valley still rocking one of the best offenses in the American Hockey League. They're now one of the best first-period teams after being a great third-period squad last year. And the power play, which was so good last season, has really had a, a bit of a rough start. They went one for their first 34 now five for the last 16, so they're heating up. But this is a team that thrives seemingly on five-on-five play. Yep, and that offense that we expected to be good again, it has been exactly that. Really good, dangerous players on every single line. Danique Martel has created great chemistry with Mike Vecchioni, the undrafted free agent out of Union College. Vecchioni is among the league leaders in assists. Danique Martel tops the league in goals. And those are guys that aren't, top-line, quote-unquote, players for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. That offense is good. They can strike at any time, and instead of waiting to be the comeback kids like they were last year, they seem to have matured a little bit, and they're putting teams away early. Now, also helping the Lehigh Valley Phantoms out, the return, finally, of Cole Bardreau and Colin McDonald, the captain Mm -hmm. for the Phantoms. So a bit of a boost as they missed the first three weeks of the season due to injury. They were still up with the Philadelphia Flyers after being injured in their training camp to begin the season. So the Penguins will face off against the Phantoms for the third time this season. And this will be the last meeting between these two teams until, well, you don't have to go too, too far, do you? No. Is it that long? What? No, no, until just after Thanksgiving, right? The next time they play. Yeah, I think the next time they play yeah. is after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was looking the wrong, looking the wrong column on my chart. I was going right to le- left to right instead of. Still, that feels like forever in Penguins League High Valley <laughs> Phantoms time. <laughs> well, after that, it's kind of back and it's back and forth in terms of home and away for the Phantoms and Bear. I mean, Phantoms and Penguins. 
unlike the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins and Hershey Bears. It's a little back and forth, and it's a long run down in Hershey, a long run in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Let's talk about the Bears, who seem to have come out of their early season funk. They lost to the Penguins on Friday, 3-2, to two, like we said. But they looked really good. But it looked really good, and then they pick up two wins to finish up the weekend over Providence. No slouch, no, for really sure. No, really good team. And then edging a very, very good and solid Hartford Wolfpack team. But they've been a tough out this season, and Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins fans know about that. So Hershey, maybe getting Phoenix Copley back this weekend. It seems like that may be the case with Parker Milner being assigned. Yep, Parker Milner sent back down to the South Carolina Stingrays. That means they still have three goalies on their roster. Vitek Vanacek and Phoenix Copley started the year hurt, but by Milner being sent down to the ECHL, makes you think one of those guys is good to go when it's more likely going to be Phoenix Copley than anything else. Um, Adam Carlson has looked, he surprised a lot of people. Um, Milner was supposed to be the third string goalie for the Hershey Bears, the guy to really lead the charge with Copley and Vanacek out, and Carlson in his two starts, or I should say his first two starts, he got a win. Hershey's first win of the year, and then held the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins at bay as Hershey tried to erase a two-goal deficit. They did erase that deficit, but still lost in the third period. Um, Carlson proved to be more than adequate, and I'm sure they're thrilled about that, so they'll have a really good tandem in net if Copley's healthy, and then Carlson taking those odd starts every now and then on back-to-backs, three-and-threes, what have you. And they're starting to get that depth scoring, which maybe eluded them earlier in the season. And we saw Riley Barber get a goal on Friday night in that 3-2 loss. Travis Boyd had a nice weekend. Uh, he now has nine points in nine games. Chris Bork clicking at a more than point-per-game pace, 11 points in nine games. I mean, that's not necessarily depth scoring, but they're starting to get the contributions from the players they expected to put up the points. But overall, this team... Minus 90 combined. So even strength goals have been a bit of an issue. They're scoring more on the power play, but the offense, which hasn't been there, is slowly getting in the form. Their penalty kill has been really good too. So now if they can pick up the five-on-five scoring, figure opponents' power plays aren't going to run away with the game against the Hershey Bears. Their PK is going to shut them down. They get that five-on-five scoring back. They could very quickly climb their way out of the basement of the Atlantic Division and be right back in the mix, folks. Right now, the Atlantic Division is pretty top-heavy with Charlotte, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Providence, Providence, and Lehigh Valley, and the other four teams below 500 for now. But Hartford's right there, four and five. Hershey and Bridgeport, three and five. The only one really struggling so far is Springfield. Yeah. But uh, you know, this is going to be another season where I think it's going to be seven teams battling for four spots. That's uh, exactly the case. That's the way it was looking at the start of the season, and that's hasn't really changed much. Hasn't changed <laughs> really? much at all. Um, it's going to be extremely unpredictable. And the other thing is, um, a lot of those teams that are under 500, Hartford, Hershey, um, a lot of in-division play to start the season. So you're taking wins away from other teams whenever you're playing in in-division. Once the North Division schedule sort of opens up and Hershey's playing the North Division a lot more. Hartford's playing the North Division a lot more. For that matter, anyone in the Atlantic Division, that's when you're going to see these teams theoretically really get a chance to bump back up above 500, pull closer to the pack. That is, if they are capable of winning those games against the North Division teams. But whenever you're going head-to-head, head-to-head in division over and over again, naturally teams are going to end up under 500. Good teams at that because the in-division rivals are just going to keep taking wins, taking points from one another. Well, a big part of this success last season for the Penguins 
and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, I think, had the best record against the North Division was that success, Atlantic versus North. Yep. And, I mean, division-wide, the Atlantic had the edge over the North Division, but it was Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Lehigh Valley that used that edge best to their success. Right, and where did they finish in the division standings? Uh, I, see where you, I see what you did there. Yeah, one and two. Yes. They were able to pull away from the rest of the pack because they were able to take those points away from the other division. And there you go. You've heard it here first. When you break it down scientifically, it all makes sense. Maths. Maths and also sometimes sciences, mainly physics and hockey, but that's another topic for another time. So before we head to break, I want to let you know about the games this weekend. Like we said, Friday down at PPL Center, the Penguins and Phantoms face off. 705 puck drop, and you can tune in on your home from Penguins Hockey, WILK News Radio. You can also watch online at ahlive.com. And then Sunday, the Penguins are back at home against the Hershey Bears, 305 start time there. Harry Potter Day. Also, kids get in free Sunday. Children age 14 and under get in free with the paid purchase of an adult ticket. And have the kiddos that come down dress up like their favorite Harry Potter characters, ride on in on a Nimbus 2000, whatever you want. Let's celebrate the. One of the greatest book series up? of all time. I will not dress up. I was Harry Potter for Halloween, though, once when I was younger. Loved those books. Loved those books. You read all seven? Oh, of course. Did you watch the movies? Yeah, of course. Okay. But the books are way better than the movies, as you will hear time and time again with most book <laughs> film adaptations. <laughs> it is often the case. So make sure you come on down. Give us a call, 570-208-PENS. You can also go to Ticketmaster.com and get your tickets. Harry Potter Day on Sunday, November 5th for the Penguins versus Bears. So we will take a break right now. When we return, we will sit down with Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins rookie forward Adam Johnson here on the podcast. Hello and welcome back here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast with Nick Hart. I'm Mike O'Brien. Now we are joined by our special guest this week, Penguins forward Adam Johnson. Adam, how are you doing? Doing good. You're doing good? Yeah, correct. I see you're rocking the Sioux City Musketeers pullover. Yeah, a little throwback here. I well, love it. I, I do like that. I want to talk to you a little bit. Well, first, let's get into some hockey for this season because I want to start off with the completion. Well, I want to say completion, but your transition from college after two years at University of Minnesota Duluth and then attending the development camp with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I want to find out, like, how did that go? Because we've heard the story before, but take us through the decision, uh, kind of uh, when you finished up your sophomore year through the summer to where you are now with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, because it's a bit of a road. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I finished the year with Duluth. Um, obviously, we had a pretty good year. Um, fell a little short of the national championship, lost in the finals, but um, we were really happy with it. We had a great team, and we enjoyed it. Um, I said right after I was going to head back for my uh, junior year, which I had all intentions of doing, and then um, went to development camp, and, you know, I did well and just kind of fell in love with the place. Uh, I liked the staff. The guys were great, and they made the offer, and I just decided it was the right time to uh, make the jump. Well, I'm sure it got in – it was a little more involved with that than that because <laughs> when you have – Jim Rutherford, Bill Guerin, and God knows who else in terms of the cast of characters, not really Hall of Famers up there in yeah. Pittsburgh saying, hey, we want to sign you. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> What's that like as well, a 23-year-old coming yeah. out and finishing up with your sophomore year? Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. It was at uh, at the development camp, and I got called into a room with um, you know some pretty big names. Uh, Lemieux was in there, Rutherford, Garen. Heard of them? Recky, yeah. You know, they're, uh, <laughs> it's uh, wait, who spoke first? Uh, I think Rutherford started, and uh, then he passed it on to Lemieux, and you know, I was just sitting there trying not to uh, you know shake out of my chair. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty nerve-wracking, but it was pretty cool too. Well, I would imagine uh, that is the case. How is, how is the first three weeks of your professional career gone so far? I know you got the goal last Saturday, your first as a pro. That had to be pretty exciting. But also having to go through a 3-3, three and three, that's its own set of challenges. So what are your impressions? What are your takeaways as we head into November? Yeah, I think it, uh, it started out well. We've, um, you know, we didn't start out great. I think we started out 1-2, and two, but I think we've been playing great since then. Obviously, we had a little win streak going here, but... Um, it was nice to get that first goal. It took a little longer than I wanted <laughs> to. There was a few, uh, few goal, a few times I should have probably had that first one. But um, you know, my first goal in college didn't come for almost 20 games, I think. So it's nice oh, to wow. uh, to get so that first one. So you're you're ahead of the game right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a lot better than the college one. But yeah, it's good to get it out of the way. Did you feel snake bitten too? Because it seemed like every single game, you or even just your line mates in general, Christian Thomas and Dominic Simone, were just creating scoring chance after scoring chance, and it just felt like okay. One of these is going to yeah. go in for 47 sooner. Yeah, exactly. It uh, if you're getting chances, it's good, but you know you got to try to bury them. And um, I, I knew one of them had to go in eventually, and I was <laughs> glad it finally did. Awesome. It takes a little <laughs> pressure off the shoulders. By the way, not to put them on the spot, but just to fill you on a little podcast situation. Right before the podcast, oh yeah, Nick Hart, my co-host, uh, came down with a hard case of the hiccups. I'm battling right now. You're battling right now. They're com- s- they're coming frequently too. Like they're not spaced out. Right. They're coming pretty frequently. So if there's any, like, random breaks in my speech, that's why that's happening. Just a heads up, folks. And then, and then if there's a pause, like, maybe there's a question upcoming. Like, I look to Nick, and just, like, I can't go right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. There mean, is I'm a hiccup <laughs> about to happen. There's, like, ten that are about to happen in a 15-second span. All right. Well. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. Uh, I mean, Adam, you don't have any old wives tale hiccup remedies up your sleeve i always hear you gotta have someone scare you but i'm not sure how to do that when we're in a little room here yeah it's other than that i don't know uh it was just halloween like someone could just kick down the door in their halloween costume that would do it does that work on november 1st it was just halloween i think it still counts speaking of halloween did you dress up this year Uh, i did on monday night monday monday can you tell us your costume Simple pullover Iron Man uh, onesie, so it's pretty, pretty boring, pretty lame. But was that the whatever. pullover? Like, is it a hood too? Like, how do you or do you have the, the mask? Plastic there was, mask? Yeah, there was like a hood to go over my face, but I just tucked that in. So it was pretty much just a bodysuit for me. So it was Iron Man from the neck down, Adam Johnson, yep, exactly from the neck up, exactly Tony Stark from the neck up. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know yeah, what? That's see? the way. Th- is that the way you played it? Like, oh, I'm Tony Stark wearing the Iron. Man. No, I didn't. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> Well, in listen, hindsight, in hindsight, 2018, yeah, maybe you break that out. Um, let's talk a little bit about your time back in Minnesota, because this fascinates me. I discussed this with Nick a little earlier on. He says, no, this this happens all the time. Um, so you have Hibbing High School. You have Chisholm High School right down the road from each other, mm-hmm. right in, in Minnesota. And yet these two separate high schools, they combine forces mm-hmm. for one high school hockey team. Does this happen all the time? Uh, is this from, unique? No, from around there it happens quite often. Um, there's a lot of smaller smaller towns, so uh, I don't think Chisholm had really enough uh, enough guys to make a high school team. 
So I think we just kind of merged the two programs, and it's been like that for a while now. So are you guys, like, cross – school like outside of hockey are you rivals are you kind of the same school that have just come together on this hockey like are you this hockey team hibbing chisholm football too or is it just for hockey i think i think just hockey as far as i know because i know chisholm has their own basketball team i'm not sure about football um but yeah mainly hockey i think combined now yeah. uh, do you guys get along otherwise yeah. or is it like jets and sharks from west side story like these are just two yeah, we're going to make it a musical here. Like, just two rival high schools that are begrudgingly come together. No, we're right. we're not too much of rivals. There's more. Um, there's a few other small towns around there where we're bigger rivals with them. Who's your biggest rival in high school? Mm, maybe Virginia or Grand Rapids. Um, they're both 20, 20 to 40 minutes away I'm from us. I'm assuming you're not talking about Virginia, the state. No, there's, there's, a, Virginia a, small, yeah, there's a small town. I'm yeah. like, that's a really random rivalry, yeah. all of Virginia. Yeah, and then Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're all over yeah. the place. I'm like, you guys really, really go the distance yeah. for your rivalry. Oh, all right. yeah. And for those of you at home, like high school hockey in Minnesota, those of you that don't listen to the podcast regularly, it is a big yeah. freaking deal. Well, you made it to the tournament, right? Yeah. The big, one, uh, the big high school time. tournament 2011. Yep. Were you down at Excel Center? Yeah, we were. It was oh. pretty exciting. It was, uh, you know, we're a smaller smaller school, so we don't make it very often lately. But, um, you know, it was a big year for us. We had a great team, and it was a great experience to play there. Now, here's a question for you. I know the teams that go to Excel Center, they all do, like, the player introductions from, like, the goal line to the blue line. Yep. What was the hair like? We didn't really have any crazy. No, you guys played the, it safe. That's kind of the last few years that got really big. Um, that was before your time. Yeah. It's After his time. Yeah, after it's kind of getting. Oh out yeah, of control. sorry. After your time, yeah, <laughs> it's getting out of control with these guys. I think, but um, you know, it's fun. It's you know, your high school kids. They have a lot of fun with it, so it's it's cool. Well, I see your full head of hair right now. I happened to see your passport not too long ago. Yeah. No hair. No, I had it shaved up until really think, up until college. I think you yeah. went Messier, just straight yeah, up was, until college or through. Um, I think maybe sometime in high school I started, and then you know through juniors I just kept it shaved, and then college i kind of let it go a little bit which why? is oh, sorry go ahead yeah why i don't know why? um i don't know i th I think i'd like it better shaved it's a lot easier i might have to go back to less, that less maintenance yeah exactly mm. well which is more maintenance like just throwing some product in your hair every day or having to shave your head all of your head on a fairly consistent basis uh, I, imagine. I didn't have to do it too often i don't think so it wasn't wasn't too much of a hassle to just buzz it up quick i know a broadcaster who uh shaved his head for one of those uh, charitable things on the ice way back when, and he, he had a, he had hair, shaved it off for this thing, and then it never came back. Really? So just be careful. Really? Be, just be, yeah, it didn't come back. Like he was expecting it to come back. He, too. Was, he was like, oh, yeah, like in two months I'll be good as new. Yeah. And it just never came it back. It never That's came back. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's amazing. So just be careful. Kids and anyone listening – this is your friendly, I'll remember that. your friendly neighborhood broadcaster, Michael Bryan. Well, saying, we know Adam Johnson's hair came back, though. Yeah, we see it right here. So you're good to go. But For how now. many times do you want to Ex test exactly. fate? Exactly. <laughs> um, I want to ask you, you always hear about, oh, the best lineman you had in pros or who did you enjoy playing with in college. Who was the best player you got to skate alongside in high school? High school, uh, I think the line – it was myself, um, Nick Desenzo. He plays out at Army right now. Uh -huh. And then uh, Joe Anderson, um, he played in the NA, and then that was it. But uh, we had a pretty good line. I think that was that was the best line I had throughout high school. Yeah, because there's some real deep talent pools in Minnesota high school hockey. Who was the toughest guy you played against? Do you remember? 
Uh, I actually played against Gensel in high school. Really? It was a preseason game, but yeah, we did play him. And you know, he's from uh, Hill Murray, which right. is one of the big powerhouses in high school. And we were a smaller, smaller school, so we were a little bit. Um, you know, are you? Are, are they double A? You're single A. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't very evenly matched, but um, yeah, it was. It was fun to play against those good players. I want to ask you. Well, I'll let Nick ask about this one because you had a player that you faced off against two weekends ago that you skated two years with at Sioux City and two years at the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, that's defenseman Neil Pionk, yep. another undrafted free agent turned pro after just two seasons mm -hmm. with the Bulldogs. I imagine after playing both junior hockey and college hockey together, you guys are pretty close, eh? Yeah, we are. We uh, we actually roomed together both years at college. There you um, go. First year in the little apartments on campus and then uh, last year in a house. So. You know, we've gotten pretty close over the years. Um, we also played a little bit together in high school on, um, you know, different teams. But, yeah, we've grown close. It's uh, it's cool to see him, see him being successful there, too. And um, I think it'll be fun to play against him. Now, I know that uh, you ultimately end up in different organizations, but were you guys uh, talking back and forth, walking each other through your free agency process as you both ultimately decided to turn pro, or were you kind of hands off? Um, for him, he kind of was on his own. I had, I had already planned on going back to school, so yeah. – um, you know, he went through his process and had a lot of a lot of different teams after him. And um, I started talking to him once I decided I might uh, might sign. But yeah, we uh, we definitely talked about it a bit. But ultimately, you know, it was up to each other to make our so own. So he decisions. signed first. Yeah, he signed yeah. well before me. And then yeah, it was a little later. I decided I was going to leave. So what, can I ask? Go back to that a little bit. What's what's the tipping point? Because I imagine you're all right. You already said you were planning on going back to school, and then this opportunity presents itself. What's the thing that like that pushes you to put the pen to paper and sign on the dotted line? Um, I think the biggest thing I just saw a big opportunity here. Um, obviously, seeing guys you know like Gensel and Sheary and Rost, all those guys that came out of college, they played uh, played here in Wilkes and then made made a big impression once they made the jump to the NHL. And um, you know, I think that's just kind of the path a lot of us want to follow. Um, you know, I think that was the biggest reason. Let me go back to the Minnesota thing here because you always hear in the locker room guys talking about, you know, BC's playing BU this weekend. Oh, the Eagles are going to sweep the Terriers. I mean, Neil Pionk went to Hermantown, yeah. correct? His team, I believe, just won the last two state championships. Yeah. They've been in the championship like eight years in a row. Is, oh, is, there, is there any of that? back and forth for minnesota high school hockey or is it just too far removed no we uh we still rip on them a lot saying that they should be a double a school and that it's a joke that they're playing with the, uh with the smaller schools but uh, we have fun <laughs> with it still yeah we still talk about it a bit and we joke with him he never got to win a championship um his younger brother is actually the equipment manager and he won one with the team so we say he's the only peon to ever win one yeah <laughs> rub it right fun. in his face yeah. i love it i wonder yeah. if adam kraus is also just up in Rochester right now <laughs> talking about the Hermantown yeah, championship. Sure. I think we, we went through it briefly with him, and he kind of said the same thing. Like, some people say that we should be in a different tier. Yeah, I think I think we'll have to go back to the audio for that one. But um, let's talk about the rest of your summer, kind of late summer, because you decide to sign with Pittsburgh. And I love this because I heard you move. I heard you moved in with Tom DePauli, Zach Aston-Reese, Freddie Tiffles. Yep. I got to imagine that's like – going to college again, moving in with, like, what, three strangers yeah, and just yeah, trying to guys. figure it out as you go? Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't really know him that well beforehand. Um, you know, we obviously met at camp, but um, that was the first time we really spent time together. So, But it was nice to uh, get to know a few guys before going into the season. Uh, I think it helped a lot. Where would you guys live? 
Uh, we had a townhouse um, in Cranberry, you know, uh, close to the practice rink there. Yeah. So it was nice. It was a good setup. You're close to a lot of stuff out there in yeah. Cranberry. It's a it's a nice. They've city. they've developed themselves nicely yeah. over the past few years. Malls, movie theaters, restaurants. Oh, yeah. You're not too far from anything yeah, when you're out there. Yeah, it's very nice there. What was your what was your go to restaurant to head out for a bite? Uh, Chipotle. I was gonna I say every guy always says Chipotle. That's like not even that's day. like our restaurant. Yeah, that's, but, but still, that's just where you stop. Yeah. You know, just get some chicken and rice. Exactly. Throw in the fixings that you want, and then that's a hockey player's meal right there. I think I want some Chipotle now. All of a sudden, I was craving today too. Yeah. What do you go with? What's the standard order? Uh, chicken rice. <laughs> you called it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, Everyone. that's what all the boys get. Yeah, chicken rice beans. Sometimes guac, that's about it. You go black or pinto? Black. And then I load it up with the uh, chipotle hot sauce. Yep. It's now, do black. you go bowl, burrito? Where you Usually burrito. Attaboy. Try to get the extra calories. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I mean, yeah. you're, you're bulking up for yeah. the season, right? How long did you guys end up living together? It was about a month. Okay. Uh, pretty much the whole month of August. Now... Talk us about the talk to us about the different personalities. Who's the cook? Like, what was the dynamic of the apartment? Did you have one guy who cleaned up after you know all the rest of the slobs, or you know what was it like for those four weeks together? Can I make a prediction? Yeah, I feel like Reeser had to be the mom of the group cleaning up after everybody. No, I don't think so Reeser because we had him on and he was like, oh, everything has to be clean, everything has to be organized. Yeah, they. Were, I think uh, they were. I'm probably the messiest to be honest. Okay, uh, but they were all pretty clean. I think the. The biggest cook of the group is uh, DePauli. For sure. Um, he had to help out Tiffles and Reese a lot. They had no idea how to cook anything. <laughs> so they would buy the food and have Thomas cook it for them. Gotcha. So what was your role? I mean, besides. I was just kind of on my own. I made my own thing. I didn't. Uh, Thomas cooks a lot of vegan meals and not, stuff like not, that. Not your cup of tea? No. Or I, plate of food, as no, it may be? Yeah. It, uh, I just kind of made my own thing. And um, once, uh, once Freddie was expecting the meals from Thomas, Thomas kind of got. Got fed up with it and told him he's on his own too. So <laughs> it was it was fun. It was good. So Freddie thought he had a, his own personal, personal chef, chef for yeah. about a month there. Yeah, him and Reese both. They uh, we joked about it. They heard the dinner bell. Once they heard the pans, they came running down for food. So <laughs> their own Italian chef. Yeah. Hey, French Italian American chef. Yeah, he only has two passports, by the way. I thought he was going to have way more. Can speak more languages than he has passports. Yes, by like, like three. I, I thought he was going to be like Jason Bourne or James Bond, like a suitcase and a safety deposit box with yeah. like seventeen passports. Only two. Only two. I imagine Italian and American. I imagine the other one's Italian. I only saw the American one. America. America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you have this month of I don't want to call it animal house, but dorm room living yeah. for yeah, uh, for dorm dorm living for the most part. What are you guys doing in your? I mean, I know it's a lot of training. You're you're you know being serious and getting ready for your pro career, but what do you do in your free time in Cranberry? Honestly, we didn't do much. We went uh, mini golfing a couple times, um, and we went downtown once to watch that uh, McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, other than that, we just kind of hung out. You know, we hung out at the house a lot. Uh, we actually played Monopoly a few times. Come on, which is kind of yes. funny for guys our age, but we we had a what good What do you time mean, guys your age? I don't That's know. That's a great game. Oh, that it is, is a timeless classic. It is. We Huge had, Monopoly fan. We here. had a good time with it. It it killed about five hours a game for us, so it was it was a good one. Who was <laughs> the who was the tank? Who couldn't stop who couldn't be stopped? Freddie at first, he won the first couple, I think. Uh, I think Reeser might have pulled out one win, but uh, me and Fre Thomas. Fre Freddie coming coming in. Yeah. Yeah. The overseas economic yeah. knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Who was the angriest? Oh yeah, like who would just get pull that go to jail card and just lose it? Or like, hop were you on. worried about any table flips from anybody? Uh, 
Not really. I think oh. Freddie might have been the most serious, though. So if, if someone did, I think it would have been Freddie. Because that game often just ends in anger mm -hmm. and houses and cash yeah. everywhere. Because it's not just about, you know, winning and losing the game. It takes so long mm -hmm. that you start to get really frustrated and tense if things don't go your way. Oh, you land on the wrong spot. You got to pay a lot of rent. Oh, yeah. And you're strapped for cash. Yeah. I there love might be, me there might, be, there might be an earthquake for all your properties if yeah. you're not careful. I don't think I've lost a game. I'm sorry, that's that's not true. The only person I've lost to a Monopoly in maybe the past 10 years is my father. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah, because you can never beat your dad at anything. That's a rule <laughs> of life. You can't. No matter how hard you try, you never will. But he's the only person to beat me in Monopoly. I take Monopoly very seriously. I love that game. All right, so you have a fan here, Adam. If you're ever looking for yeah. a random game, you know you yeah, have a exactly. day off. Yeah, what's the buy-in fee <laughs> for the Monopoly League? Up. Oh, God. The, fa the Fantasy Monopoly yeah. League. All right. Um, so you play a lot of Monopoly. No video games. You went into the board games. Yeah, we did. Um, Reese and uh, Thomas like to play chess, too. They had a few, I think, heated chess matches. Um, this is the most intellectual. <laughs> yeah, usually guys like FIFA, NHL. Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, no, we, we broke out the chess. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is that is fantastic. Um, so no binge watching or Netflix. Yeah, I I think it. I'm a Are you going to tell me no? We didn't watch, watch TV. We ju we just read War and Peace. <laughs> yeah. in our we time. we didn't have internet or television. No. <laughs> I uh, I watched a little too much Netflix. I think that month um, it was pretty bad. What were you watching though? I watched the whole uh, series of Ballers in probably two days. Um, I watched a lot of The Office. <laughs> I tried to get into Game of Thrones, couldn't couldn't follow through with it. That's um, right. Smart man. Yeah. That's not true. Disagree. Hashtag. Gotta, I've met the only other again. person. <laughs> uh, this is so exciting for me. I've met the only other person yeah, I mean, that couldn't get into Game of Thrones. When you're finished with your Monopoly club, you can form the <laughs> yeah. I don't like Game of Thrones club. Yeah. yeah. Population you and me, very Johnny. small. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, just there's a lot of random shows in there, but I watched probably a little too much for the month. But uh, nothing else to do. Might anything well. you're binging right now? I just started Stranger Things. Yeah, the second season, or you started? I from got. Scratch? I'm on the second season now. Um, I watched the first one in the last two days, so now I'm on. That's an two. easy binge yeah. too. That's yeah. a are those really a, easy are those full hours or those I think 45 minutes? I don't. I think I they're don't full remember. hours because there's no commercials. It's not right. right? Right. So it's well, be full they hours. they can do whatever they want. They can yeah. an episode could be at 49 minutes, and then the next one can be at 105. Like who no cares? Rules. Yeah. It's Netflix. Mm -hmm. You can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of doing what we want. I think it's time for the question. Yeah, let's do the question. First segment called Popping the Question. Yeah. I just made that up from last this week. week. I'm We're I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it because we don't have a better title right now. Nick, will you explain to Adam what the, what we're doing right now? Adam, every week on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton and Penguins podcast, we have our previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. This question can be about anything in the world. In fact, it's encouraged to be a non-hockey-related question. Okay and they do not know who they are asking the question to. So we get the question before they know who the guest is. Are you prepared to receive the yes, question? Yes, I have to be. Let's All right, it. here we go. Star Wars and Harry Potter. If you could switch one character from each universe to the other one, who would it be and why? Wow. I so you have to take someone from Harry Potter and insert them into Star Wars and take someone from Star Wars and insert them into the Harry Potter universe. Would That's it be bad to say I haven't even watched either one of the shows? You have not watched either. I think I saw like one of the first Harry Potters when I was young. How I haven't seen, seen a minute Wars? of Star Wars. Are you insane? That just yeah, I'm just not into that. 
so I haven't. Yeah, I haven't even seen a little bit. I think Darth Vader is the only character I could name. All right, put him okay. In. Well, hold hold on. There, or there so this go. is what I'm gonna, I'm going to make you battle through though. Okay. And just pick from like the random pop culture bits and pieces you have, and make a swap. Um, I couldn't even name a character from Harry Potter. You just named one. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, there you go. Like <laughs> Harry. That's the only character I know, Harry. So I'd have to say I'd switch Harry and Darth Vader. All right. <laughs> okay. So here's what we're, what we're dealing with now. The Star Wars universe, I think there's a balance in the force now. <laughs> like, I don't know how the Emperor can deal with both Harry and Luke. Mm. Right. Because they both have the I force I think the good side of well, the magic and the force. Yeah. Sure. So I think the good good prevails. However, <laughs> on Earth, if you're going to Hogwarts, you are. You got Voldemort and Darth Vader. Now, do they team up or do they battle for evil supremacy? Do we have Voldemort v Darth Vader, and that's what the series becomes? I think it's it's, it's I think it's a like no Hermione, no Ron, no Neville Longbottom. Screw you guys. This is strictly a one v one face off. Vader versus Voldemort. I think I think all of a sudden Hogwarts is a very tough school to go to. I don't think there is a school. I think Earth is a desolate wasteland. <laughs> As led by Darth Vader yeah. and Lord Voldemort. We're, lo we're looking at Mad Max Fury Road conditions with Voldemort and Darth Vader battling it out for Earth supremacy. <laughs> this is the nerdiest podcast we've had by far. And Adam, it's not even your fault. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know any of this. <laughs> like really like between, between playing Monopoly, um, not playing chess, yeah. and then this question, not playing from you, yeah. yeah, yeah. This has been this has been like Comic Con 2017 podcast, Penguins podcast version. You're welcome, Penguins nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nerds are all the rage. So you think it's going to be, you think it's going to be um, Vader versus Voldemort? V -V -V? Yeah, there's there's no there's no conflict in space, and Earth is destroyed. Okay, Muggles are toast. There we go. Perfect. Well, thank you for answering the question, Adam, okay. so that we could go down this. Yeah. Awesome rabbit Glad hole. Glad it worked yeah. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let, the, let the fan fiction start rolling in. Do we tell him who gave the question? Yeah, sure. We might as well. You can blame uh, Kevin Spinozzi for that one. Okay. You can be like, hey, Spinner, I don't watch your nerdy yeah, shows. I'll have to tell him. <laughs> I, uh, we had him on last week, obviously. I had no idea that he had this knowledge and or. I don't know if he does either. I think he might have just picked like two big like pop culture icon um, entertainment sources in Star Wars and Harry Potter and just been like, all right, uh, switch them up a little bit. Shake that, it up. That's a very cool question, but what did we ask him last week? It was from the OC or the office. Yeah, right? what character what? would you be from the office? You oh, yeah, we yeah, could pause that too since you just binged yeah. it this summer. Um, if I could be one, I'd probably say Jim. I would like... Uh, well, no, and not if you could be one. What do you? What character what are you? Yeah, sorry. I think um, oh. most matches your character. Stanley. Yes, you're a Stanley. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of likes – he's crabby, likes to be on his own, doesn't <laughs> like to deal with anything. Rolling his eyes. Yeah. Are you crabby? A lot of nature? people – I guess uh, my nickname uh, throughout the years have been Grinch or Squidward. Uh, Squidward? Those, those are a couple a couple <laughs> that my teammates have given me throughout the years. Are you mad at us right now? No. Did you not want that to come out? Was that supposed to? This is a no, safe place. This is a safe yeah. place. Safe yeah. zone. It's only on the internet for all to consume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Con I guess confession. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you always been like this since you were a kid? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'll just now I know you're not mad at me. No. 
It's just your natural crabbiness. <laughs> your okay. Stanley. Exactly. This is good to know. This is very good. Yeah. I've, been, I've been mulling this over in my head for the last couple of weeks, just <laughs> really overanalyzing. So, all right. Well, that takes us to the question. Let's quickly transition. Since that was more our question than it was for, yeah. for Adam, let's do the three-on-three. Three. The three-on-three. Three. Now I'll explain this one. This is Nick's brainchild, mm-hmm. but I need something to talk about, too. So <laughs> the three-on-three three is this helmet, the... The helmet of categories. Okay. So these are random categories that none of us have seen. Pick one out, and you have to pick the top three, your top three, in that category. Right. And then we go around the horn and kind of debate right. and discuss. So shaking it. Here we go. Pick one. We had a good one last week, yeah. too. That's going to be tough to follow And then up. read it aloud. Last, last week's was more timely than... Foods you eat with your hands. Okay. Top three foods, foods you, you eat with, with your, your hands. hands. Okay. And obviously... That foregoes the knife and fork. We're yeah. saying that automatically. Yeah. Okay. All right. So chicken wings, number one. I'm already coming out with it. Number one chicken wings. Yeah. I'm going number one pizza. Yeah, I was thinking pizza. Oh, pizza is up there. But you can eat pizza with a knife and fork. You can eat boneless chicken wings. No, boneless I- chicken wings. Let me say something about boneless chicken wings right here, right now. Boneless chicken wings are just glorified chicken nuggets. You might as well order off the kids' menu. I do love me some chicken nuggets. Yeah. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with chicken nuggets, but don't get boneless wings and think like, oh, yeah, I love my wings on football Sunday. No, you just pop some Tyson nuggets in the microwave. You're doing the same thing. It's way different. No, it's the same. And anyway, to your point, let me get as passionate about my point as you are about your boneless chicken wings because Mm -hmm. people who eat pizza with a knife and fork, well, there's a special circle or level of hell reserved for those people. I also don't disagree with that. that. Okay. I don't disagree with that. So, yes, we can eat pizza with a knife and fork, but we're not going to, and anyone who does (laughs) shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, we have, have, I think we're all three in agreement. Chicken and pizza are somewhere in that top three. Yes. For each of us individually. Now, for me, I now go through the nacho debate, the Mm -hmm. hamburger debate, Mm -hmm. and the hot dog debate. So... Mm -hmm. Pizza and chicken wings by far in my top two. What do I do as a number three? You also got tacos. You also have tacos. Mm-hmm. Do you I count like? Do we count finger foods like like candy, like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Like, yeah, you have to pop it out of the wrapper and eat it yourself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, provide some executive pr- uh, decision here and say candy out of the mix. It needs to be like. A food like an appetizer or an entree. Mm, okay. Because can because candy would just like win, all top three. Yes. Can Nick. I submit another one? What sure. about popcorn? If I'm going nachos, yes, you can go popcorn. All right. Cool. But we're keeping desserts out. Yeah, we're keep desserts are disqualified. Yes. Take that desserts. <laughs> um, Adam, do you have any thought? Is there any other random? The other thing what? that popped into my mind probably uh, peanut butter and jelly toast. I eat that like. Three times a day, just kind of with my hands. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. you're not you got not going knife and fork on that. No. I, I mean, that could be your number three if you want. Yeah, that's got to be in there for me. I feel like as you grow up, the PB&J loses more respect than it should. Like, I had a PB&J, like, or sorry, I went maybe over a decade without eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Just because, oh, why would I? I'm, I'm an adult, right? And then I just made one one time because I was bored. I had the ingredients. I was like, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So sandwiches count. I mean, a hamburger is a sandwich yeah, for all intents and purposes. It's a hot dog. No, I won't go down that road. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about fruit? Like banana, apple, grapes. Mm, I feel like if you're disqualifying candy for that same reason, like you just unwrap the banana. Right, but we said popcorn counts. Nachos count. I'm just I'm kind of limiting desserts. 
All right. Well, candy's, well, a de- candy's a dessert. Here's the other thing I'll say. Um, are fruits really going to crack your top three, though? I mean, no. It's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. mine. Not mine. But who knows? Maybe. I mean, so we can say, yeah, sure, we'll include all the fruits we want. They're not seen, my top he three. He hasn't seen Star Wars. Maybe he loves fruit. Yeah, I don't know. You like fruit, Johnny? I do. I've been eating it with a fork though. Here, raspberries and strawberries. Oh yeah, that's true. You can do that. Yeah. I mean, you're not. You're not. You're not. Yeah, a lot of fruits are not exclusive. I would say maybe like the orange. You're not the apple. Yeah. Unless you're having cored cored fruits, you eat with your hands, but then like. Banana can get chopped up, eaten with a fork. What about corn on the cob? Ooh. Because you have those little pincers oh, on yeah. the side. Even do you, do you have to, though? You can you can rock no that's pincer. True. You could, but you don't. All right. There's been a lot of good suggestions. Do you have your top three, Adam? Do you have your top three? I feel very safe in my top three. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. All right. What I do you got, Obi? Go, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Obi. All right. I'm going <laughs> pizza. Number one. Yes. Chicken wings. Number two. And I just had my number three and I lost it. It was something we mentioned already. Nachos. Hamburger. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with like, oh, no, tacos. Okay. Tacos are my number three, three by yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Johnny? I'll go pizza. And then I got to go with the PB&J toast. And I'll throw chicken wings number three. All right. Here we go. I'm going reverse order. Three tacos. Two popcorn one chicken wings pizza fell out of my top three as we talked about it that's madness mm-hmm. i that's love popcorn i have popcorn every single night you i a- i average pop i will eat popcorn on average six out of seven days a week really oh yeah huh adam your thoughts <laughs> a little different <laughs> yeah it's not as like a full-on meal like no i don't i know yeah. you're not eating it for breakfast lunch and or dinner yeah but that is that's I will I will have it anywhere from five to all seven days of the week at some point. Microwave popcorn? Or are you going like Jiffy Pop? I do love microwave popcorn. Shout out to Pop Secret Home Style. You've done me good my whole life. But <laughs> I've I've started doing like the stovetop pot pop. So like Jiffy Pop? like No, like just buy the kernels, like generic kernels at Wegmans or whatever um, grocery store you shop at. Just buy the kernels, put a little oil on the pot, turn it on medium high, put a lid on the pot, and then it'll pop itself. Really? Yeah, it's, it's great. A, hold on. Do you have a sp- – and this is no longer about Adam. This has become about Nick. Yeah. Do you have a specific kernel that you use, like the Orville Redenbachers or the Pops? Uh, uh, you could do that. I don't know what brand the one I've been using is. It's literally just like the cheapest one. I just grab it because it's like in a giant bag and it's only like a dollar. Do you do anything to your popcorn after it's been popped? A little bit of uh, little bit of butter. Not a lot. Drawn uh-huh. butter? Huh? Drawn butter? Like you melt some butter and you pour it on? Yeah. Okay. Um, and a little bit of salt, and then not lately, but here's a move I like to do. Like, you know the macaroni cheese that comes, like, when you make, like, macaroni cheese craft? Yeah, the powder? Yeah, if you put that through, like, a food processor, food processor, it'll get, like, a little bit more fine, and it'll actually stick to your popcorn when you put it in. You get a little bit of cheddar cheese. Wow. Hmm. I haven't been doing that a lot lately. I ran out of cheese and don't have the time to make more. And meanwhile, you just have boxes full of <laughs> plain macaroni. Yep. <laughs> All right, Adam, let me ask you, is there any food that you have on, as consistently as our boy Nick here with the popcorn? Yeah, it'd have to be peanut butter and jelly toast, honestly. <laughs> Every night. It's kind of like my dessert after dinner. I have that. Or you're just hanging out watching TV. Yeah, make, I go make toast, toast is easy. Yeah. Do you go creamy or crunchy? Creamy. I okay. like uh, Jif. Jif gets I the eat it by the spoonful. 
a lot too. I just love peanut butter. And then what's your jelly of choice? Um, I just started getting this. I don't know what it's called. It looks like a little, like it's made at home. Like It looks know. like a homemade? Yeah. Kind of? I don't know what it's called. It's well, rasp- raspberry though. Okay. Raspberry. Yeah. The Wegmans has like the <coughs> sweet and spicy. What? Sweet and spicy jellies going on like that actually I, doesn't surprise me i uh, there was like an apricot or apricot depending on which way you go uh apricot habanero that was pretty tasty i think there was a raspberry jalapeno mm-hmm. so something jalapeno something something jalapeno so you get the fruitiness and then you get that little zing at the end that actually like doesn't that. surprise me because you're seeing that a lot more now with uh like craft beers putting the fruit fruity hops and then like something spicy too you're seeing that a lot more Really so at first, whenever you said that, I was like, that's insane. And now the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, no. It's not insane. Yeah. Everyone's it's, it's, doing it. There's a precedent for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Halloween has come and gone. It we has, have Adams. Unfortunately. We have Adams. Adams of Halloween costume. The favorite Halloween candy. Mm. Mike Joyce is not listening. I, so think, yeah. Re- I think Reese's. Yeah. Peanut butter cups? Yep. Yeah. Not the PCs. I don't mind those, but yeah, the peanut butter cups have always been my number one, I think. What is there one Halloween costume from your childhood or college or high school that stands out? Like that was the best Halloween costume I've ever had. I will never top that. Myself, no. I've I've never worn a cool cool no. costume. It's always the simplest I can find. <laughs> just I just get something uh, you went trick or treating as a kid too, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. You weren't like, bah. <laughs> no, I, I went. I you didn't, didn't Grinch Halloween, no. did you? No. All right, good. Not what? not completely. Not uh, completely. <laughs> Somewhat. Not never completely. Yeah. Brothers, sisters. Older brother. Older brother. Yep. Lives back home in Hibbing. He play hockey. Yeah, he did uh, a little bit past high school. Yeah, that was it. Where did he go to school? Um, in Hibbing. Okay. So now he works for the city there. Back nice. Home. So yeah. He helped coordinate the Hibbing Chisholm merger from the high school. No, <laughs> no. Oh man, I want to. I want to meet the architect of that someday and just yeah, see, see how that all went down. <laughs> it's going to be up there with the signing of the Declaration of yeah, Independence. I and think so. uh, anyway, we'll move on. So I think we've covered all the topics. Anything else we want to delve into Adam's brain about? Um, usually, this is the point where I jump in with like some off-the-wall question, but I feel very um, satisfied with the multiple directions this podcast has gone, so <laughs> re- I'm going to re- let you off the hook, Squidward. Re- we, really, <laughs> we really have taken this in a myriad of directions, north, south, east, yeah. and west, yep. and, uh, and central as well. So, Adam, uh, congratulations on the first goal oh, last weekend yeah. and the uh, nice little start to your pro thank career. You. Good luck the rest of the way. This has been your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. For Nick Hart, Nick, say bye. My hiccups went away. Bye, folks. We got there finally. I'm Mike O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast.